0: Hello and welcome, Legally Brief presents the Child Athlete Abuse Podcast. I'm your host, Judy Saunders. I'm a lawyer, mother, and survivor. I work with competitive youth athletes, survivors of abuse, and their families who are dealing with abusive authority figures. This podcast is for anyone who is fed up, dealing with fear, and searching for answers. I really hope that you enjoy the contents of each episode, but remember it is never a substitute for speaking directly with an attorney who knows and understands your unique circumstances. If you're looking for past episodes, head on over to my website, jsaunderslawfirm.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the newsletter. And one more thing, don't forget to rate and review the show and leave a comment. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into the show. I published a podcast discussing Bill Cosby, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court that overturned his conviction for the alleged sexual consult of Andrea Constand. On Wednesday, the date which would have been July 28th of 2021, defrocked former Cardinal In the Roman Catholic Church, Theodore McCarmick was charged with sexually assaulting a sixteen year old boy in Wesley College in the seventies. Mr McCarmick, at the time, was the highest ranking Roman Catholic official in the US to face criminal charges involving the sexual abuse that's been going on within that church since the two thousands and before. mister McCarmick, who has now been charged, he was the former Archbishop of Washington, DC who dealt with and mingled among popes, presidents, before he was expelled from the priesthood. There are several counts that are now pending against Mr. McCormick, including assault battery for and for the assault of a young man when he was 14. When I saw that these charges were brought against Mr. McCormick, it led me back, and I seem to be finding a trail of sorts that are keep going back to what's going on for survivors' rights, what's going on in the state of Pennsylvania. Now, of course, Mr. McCormick and what happened in his charges, they're pending in a different state. But the more that I dug deeper, the more that I looked at what was happening, they come back to what survivors are facing and questions that we should be asking, and putting a spotlight on Pennsylvania and supporting survivors of sexual abuse in Pennsylvania. There was an article written in the New York Times in 2018 that talked about how bishops and other leaders in the Roman Catholic Church in Pennsylvania had covered up sex abuse, child sex abuse, that involved over 300 priests, the Times reported, for over 70 years. Victims, Of in the Catholic Church were told by priests, told by bishops allegedly to not report the abuse, not to speak to law enforcement, and not to cooperate. Eventually, there was a grand jury that was convened in Pennsylvania. And this grand jury found that over the, they issued a report that showed that going across several states and Catholic dioceses, that there were more than 1,000 victims that could be identified. And that this was a broad examination that included child sex abuse, examining child sex abuse in the Catholic Church in the United States. The report said that it was likely that thousands of victims were lost, or maybe their names or their identities had been lost, I should say, but maybe they were also too afraid to come forward. The grand jury that was convened, they found that some of the instances were, as I and I'm quoting here from the article, horrible. Priest who had raped a young girl. She was placed in the hospital. Victims that had been tied up, they had been whipped with leather straps by priests. Another priest who was allowed to stay in the ministry after getting a young girl pregnant and then arranging for her abortion. This, of course, led to different investigations that took place in Boston and New York and in other instances. But this originated, this grand jury, this started in Pennsylvania. You see now a little bit of the trail a grand jury finding this abuse starting in Pennsylvania going now to the supreme court overturning bill cosby's conviction it got me thinking about is there a connection judy are you looking too deep is there lax now on one on the one hand it was good that you had this grand jury in Pennsylvania making these findings issuing this report but on another sense there are different Factions, there's different individuals within Pennsylvania that are not supporting what would be an obvious need to come out in favor of the rights of survivors. If you go back and you listen to the prior episode, when I talk about the Supreme Court, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's analysis, and how they came to overturn Bill Cosby's conviction, I shared with you some of my opinions and how I felt that I didn't see that there was real reason or real support to overturn that conviction another piece of when i follow this and a trail led me to a recent development also in the state of Pennsylvania on July 29th of 2021 and i think it actually happened before the 29th but legislators lawmakers in Pennsylvania they did not support the extension of the statute of limitations that would have allowed for sex abuse survivors to bring claims against perpetrators. Many states, New York, New Jersey, states out west, they have extended the time period that would allow survivors to bring cases against sex abuse, sex abuse perpetrators. And these statute of limitations, they've been extended specifically because there is scientific, there's medical evidence, there's psychological evidence that shows that individuals that have been traumatized by sexual abuse, by physical abuse, they do not speak out. Many times they don't disclose at all the abuse. But then over time, they may have partial disclosure or not until later in life, 50 55, 52 years old, do they fully disclose what happened to them in childhood? And that's why so many states are extending and allowing sex abuse survivors, I shouldn't say just allowing sex abuse survivors to have a voice, because we all need this. We all need a reckoning. We all need the honesty within the very energy, fabric, foundation. We need truth within the very soil that we plant our food. I mean, I'm taking it down to a molecular and cellular level, but we need truth. We don't need to be walking around sharing space with individuals who are allowed to abuse children And because of the trauma, because of the fear, children that are now teens and adults, they continue to stay quiet. We don't need that type of world where that exists. So it's not something legislators or lawmakers just allowing sex abuse survivors to bring cases in court. No, they're allowing our society to live in truth, in real truth. I don't want to share the bus. I don't want to catch a subway with someone who was allowed to move around and to live with the knowledge that they were able to get away with sexually violating children. I don't want them to be able to go to, they should be held to some type of truth reckoning. It's not only heals the survivors, it heals us as a community. So in Pennsylvania, following this trail, this pattern that I'm seeing. Pennsylvania lawmakers did not allow for this extension for sex abuse survivors in their state. So that's that to me is disturbing. There's different factions, there are different parties, there's different reasons why the bill in Pennsylvania was not passed. And I've invited on a guest from Child USA, which is a national think tank for child protection to come on to a future episode to talk about the work that they did in Pennsylvania and why that bill didn't pass. We have to know what's going on, not only within our own families, within our own communities, our schools, when we're talking about sex abuse, we should know what's going on with our state legislatures and with other states. That's why I'm here. So I'm going to bring this to your attention so that you can continue the conversation within your circle. But right now, I'm telling you, I'm kind of raising a flag to let you know that there's something going on in Pennsylvania. And I know that other states, and I'll get to the other states, but I was just kind of following the trail and wanted to share that with you because this recent arrest of former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, because his recent arrest brought this to my attention. And when reading about this arrest and the sex abuse that he perpetrated on at the time, a young man, this individual now I'm assuming must be somewhere in his 50s or 60s, the survivor, and it talked about the Pennsylvania grand jury, those findings, those reports, and then you see what happened in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturning Bill Cosby's conviction for sexual assault, then connecting That with Pennsylvania lawmakers failing to pass a very good measure that would have allowed for all of us, sex abuse survivors included, to bring claims and to hold perpetrators accountable. I asked the question what is going on with the rights of survivors in Pennsylvania? I will continue to follow this, I'll report on this, and I'm sure that I'll learn. I'm going to look deeper, I'm going to understand what different stakeholders have, what the pros, what's going on, the who's for and favor, and who? what are the cons, who's against. And I'll bring that to you. But I want when you're flipping through your media, when you're scrolling through your Twitter feeds, just stop maybe for a minute when you see Pennsylvania come up in your feed and what's going on with sex abuse survivors. Let's work as a united community supporting survivors, staying aware. And right now we're going to focus just for a little bit. I'll come back to you in a future episode and talk about what I've learned about in Pennsylvania. But I did wanted to bring that to your attention. And I do want to applaud and commend law enforcement, prosecutors, police officers who have now arrested and will be prosecuting Theodore McCarrick for his sexual assault of a 16-year-old boy in the 70s. I'll continue to report on this. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. And as always, until the next episode, be well. All information and content in this podcast is provided for entertainment purposes only. Nothing in this podcast shall constitute legal advice and shall not create an attorney-client relationship. This information is general and may not be applicable to your particular circumstances. You should review your particular circumstances with an attorney. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast is hereby expressly disclaimed.